Okay, I think I know basketball. This right here is a quick All-Star recap because this past weekend's All-Star festivities were amazing. I'm your boy, Keese. And I'm your boy, Kyrie. Thanks again for tuning in, as always. And check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Search for us on I Think I Know Basketball. And check us out on the Anchor FM app, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Let's get to it, man, because that was really fun. Uh, you know, it was, listen, it was definitely fun. Before we get to the game, let's start with Saturday night. I mean, do you want to talk about the celebrity game? I I don't I didn't really watch it at all. You know, I, the, the one the one takeaway that I had from that was that, Friday night. The celebrity game was Friday night. But yeah, let's yeah, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, the, the one takeaway that I have from that, because because I gotta be honest, I didn't really watch it, is for one thing, people were talking about why do we have actual WNBA players in the celebrity game? Like you don't have NBA players in the celebrity game. So yeah. like, I don't like what? Like what is that? You know, what I didn't. I, mean? I didn't understand it either. I, I don't. I don't get it either. It's like why don't the NBA just put together maybe a mini WNBA All Star game that happens in the NBA All Star Weekend, so that way we can shine light on the WNBA superstars. You know, that that's an interesting thing, right? Because they have their own All Star game and and they kind of have their own festivities. But you kind of wonder about that. One suggestion that a lot of people had, and and this was this was talked about a lot, is doing a one on one tournament. Right. I feel like that would be super dope. Like, listen, even if like had like the opening rounds of a tournament on Friday and then like at halftime, like have the finalists or something like that do their one on one, like at halftime of the all star game. Like that would be kind of cool. right? A one on one competition would be fire. I would definitely watch that. But back to the WNBA stuff. I do think that if the NBA wanted to bring more light to the WNBA, considering that the WNBA does have its own all-star festivities, having them do a, you know, a little small scrimmage the same night as a celebrity game where you put all of the best talent from the WNBA on the court in front of the biggest audience for the NBA for basketball, that would actually help them out with ratings. You know what would be interesting as I'm thinking about it right now, maybe like a mixed 3v3 tournament with NBA and WNBA players. Didn't they have something that like that before? Cool? Didn't they have something like that huh? before? I feel like I feel like they did, though though I think it was part of like the skills competition. I don't yeah, think it was yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, think it was right, a tournament. Right. It was like you're a right. skills competition where they did where they did like shots, you know? Where it's like you had like, you know, three people on a team and yeah, it was like a legend, a current like an NBA player and a WNBA player. And they like teamed up and they were like, you know, shooting shots from like, you know, half court and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I feel like an at like some actual game, you know, so like you could see these guys balling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, you, you talk about, you know, the WNBA and bringing more exposure. Like it's wild that, you know, they're, you know, doing all this stuff, but they got a new collective bargaining agreement and they're really trying to invest in these stars. And yet you still have people being like, oh, yeah, like, you know, that's not teaching you how to make a sandwich. You know, it's like nobody cares about the WNBA. It's like, I'll tell you this, man. Any any dude who isn't like an elite player, I I actually have played against like WNBA players like she was retired. Um, but like she was they were, she was a college star, played in the WNBA for like seven years and stuff like that. And I'm here to tell you. You can't just, like, you on your couch, you're not going to beat a WNBA player. A high school kid, even, like, an elite high school kid, probably is not going to beat a WNBA player. Like, they're real. They're real ballers, 
okay? And I feel like people need to appreciate that more. And and NBA players appreciate it. Why can't we all appreciate it? Listen, you know listen, I mean? listen. We can't beat any professional players, me or you. Like, we can't beat no, any professional no. players. Like, it's just, man or woman, these people are professional basketball players, and they're playing at the highest level for a reason because they got the skills for it. Absolutely. And, and I think one of the cool things about uh, this all-star media weekend was seeing like female reporters that cover the NBA asking NBA stars about the WNBA and, and listening to them just go on about how great of a league it is, how great the players are, the style with which they play, the skills that they have, and just like kind of basking in that appreciation for it. And, and I think that, you know, whether it's like a little exhibition or like kind of a three-on-three thing, I feel like it would be cool to have you know, WNBA players involved in All-Star Weekend, just not in, like, a celebrity game. Yeah, got, that's weird. Where you it's got, so like, Quavo and, like, Kevin Hart. It's Quavo, like fam, Quavo. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny. Right, let, no, we're going to leave me, that. Me, we're going to leave that because that's yeah, fucking hilarious. Leave that. okay. Yeah, all right. All right, that's fine. That's and fine. we're going to okay, leave well, the fact that we said we're leaving it because that is funny, too. Damn. Wow. I suck. No, but you know it's what? okay, man. I don't, I don't expect you to know all the members of the Migos. No, no, I don't, actually. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, while, while we're playing, I don't know the members of the Migos. Listen, it's Takeoff, Offset, and Quavo, the three Amigos. Okay, no, I, not, I, not I Amigos, the three Migos. I knew Offset, but I forgot that he was with Migos. Oh. Like, All right, so let's look at the, the actual festivities that took place on Saturday night. So first up, we have the Skills Challenge. Let's talk about the Skills Challenge. How, how did? Yeah. First off, I didn't expect the winner to be the winner. I didn't expect Bam out of body. I kind of did. I'm not going to lie because for whatever reason, before the skills challenge started, my wife was like asking about him because she's like, is his name Bam? And I was like, yeah, his name's Bam out of bio. And like trying to like pronounce his name. And I was like, you know what? He's probably going to win now. Oh like, my it's just God. I, re- I thought Jason Tatum was going to win. And, I'm, and it's not because I'm a Celtics fan. It's because when I'm well, looking won, like, at the list, like, Jason Tatum looks to be the most skilled player on the list. Yeah, I mean, he won last year, right? He was the defending champion. Yeah, I'm thinking he's going to come in, he's going to defend his title, but that's not what happened. I mean, Bam was a shooting machine. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know, it's interesting, right? I don't know if anybody's ever repeated in the skills contest. Like, I know, I remember when Derrick Rose did, uh, I think it was, he won the skills competition as a rookie, and then he tried to defend his title the next year, and he, like, didn't even get out of the first round mm. because, like, it's like that. Uh, but but I'll tell you what, you know, with the skills competition in the last couple of years, ever since they introduced, like, kind of the the big and, like, little divisions, like, they had, they had them doing the head-up stuff, yeah, I think really cool because it showcases how skilled this league has become. And you know, a lot of people are like ragging on the guards, right? That they can't like execute a simple chess pass or like whatever and stuff like that. Um, but but again, you look at you know the the bigs, right? Somebody like Bam Adebayo, like twenty five years ago, would have been like, "What is this?" Yo, yo, you want to know like, who we repeated? Don't have any bigs that could do this? You want to know who repeated? Dwayne Wade, hey, <laughs> 2000, yes. 2006 and 2007, he went back-to-back in the skills championship. Oh, like I didn't even know that. So he's, the, he's but, the only person to ever do it. So how fitting is it for another Miami player to win this year, huh? When Dwayne Wade is a coach 
during the all-star festivities well we're gonna have fun talking about that later because uh i feel like that might have that might have factored into the dunk all right yeah i was like let's hurry let's hurry up and get there so let's move on to the three-point competition all right (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, it's just like we we really want to talk about this but, but look i know that you mentioned one name in particular that you were just like yo this guy really flamed out trey young it's like, yep. what is, first off, okay, so the three-point competition happened. Trey Young didn't win, all right? For for those of you who don't know, Trey Young didn't win. I picked Trey Young and Devin Booker to win. Devin Booker made it to the final, but Trey Young didn't even show up, like, at all. It's like, wasn't he, he was like the, he was like the first shooter, and I think he put up the lowest score of He did, you know what it is? I'm, I'm going to chalk it up to, it was, it was too close for him. He needs the three-point line further. It, it, that's the only thing I can explain. That's the only way I can explain it. Like he, you know, having him shoot regular three pointers in the three point competition put him at a disadvantage. <laughs> well, 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 you know, it, it might be the distance, but I also think it's the style, right? Because I feel like some people don't adjust well to, you know, not being, you know, on the dribble or like not taking a pass, right? You're scooping the balls out of a rack and you're just shooting. Like some people are are just good pure shooters and that's what they do right like it doesn't matter you know off the dribble off the pass scooping it off rack doesn't matter like Steph Curry could do it all day Devin Booker could do it all day the thing with Trey that I find interesting right is, is I feel like he needs to be moving like how often do you see Trey Young just taking like a set shot three where he's just like standing still yeah, no, you don't, you don't, you don't really see it. You don't see it much. Yeah, absolutely right. You don't see it much. Most of his shots, you know, there's some type of momentum, whether it's the ball coming to him or him going to get the ball or off the dribble. I mean, you don't really see a lot of set shots. From, I mean, you see set shots from people like Steph Curry, Devin Booker, you see a lot of set shots. I mean, everybody else on this list shoots a lot of set shots. You know what I'm saying? Except for Trey. He's usually, and out of all the people on this list, He's the one that pretty much has the ball in his hand the most, too. So yeah, it's it's definitely. very it, it is interesting. It definitely played a factor into his performance. Yeah. But I think, right, like you look at how poorly he performed, but then you know, you think about somebody like a Steph Curry and, and why that makes him so like amazing, right? Is that he could be in the skills competition and and more or less be in contention to win it every single year just because he is such a great shooter. And it doesn't it doesn't matter how he's shooting or where he's shooting it from. It's like his his shot is just so pure and repeatable. Right. And, and, and like that's what makes him and Clay Thompson and stuff like that just so amazing. We can't be so hard on Trey, though. This is only his second year. You know what I'm saying? I do think that he will develop everything we're talking about him missing right now. Yeah. And, you know, in, in the end, right, it's just an exhibition, you know, and, and, and it's it's you know, he's going to get in the game and he's going to do what Trey Young does. It was just like it was a little weird to see him struggle that much. When what we think about Trey Young doing is launching threes all the time. And it's like, here you are. Here's the three-point competition. This is what you do, right? But, you know, yeah, especially for it being his first time in the competition, like, yeah, that might have that might have played a part, right? Is that it's just hey, his first time doing it. It's not something he's used to doing. So, I don't know. This probably won't be the last time we see him in this. Yeah, I think that he's going to want to come and prove himself next year and really, really try to win the three-point championship. Um it just didn't work out for him this year. And like I said, my guy that I had picked besides Trey Young was Devin Booker, and he lost in the final round by the last shot to Buddy Yield. I mean, the three-point contest was amazing this year. They had the exact same score in the first round. 
and Devin Booker only scored, I think, one fewer point. Yeah, yeah, he only scored one fewer point in the final round than he did. Like, it was super even. Like, if yeah, you, yeah. you totaled it up, it's like Buddy Heald only scored one more point in the entire competition than Devin Booker did. Like, they were the two best shooters in the whole thing, and it really just came down to that last shot. And, and you you got to love it, right? Because the crowd gets into it. Like, they know what the score is. They know how many, like, a guy needs to get. So you can, like, hear the the anticipation when that money ball rack is coming up. They know he needed to make them all. You know, or or like I think you needed four out of five to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crowd being so in tune with what's actually going on in the arena, knowing the score, it definitely builds up the anticipation. And then that's gonna lead us into the next event, which oh, was the man. slam dunk competition. Aaron Gordon got robbed. There's no other way to say this. Aaron Gordon has been robbed in the dunk contest at gunpoint twice. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so so okay, let, let let me let me ask you this. Was okay. there any point in that final round where you thought to yourself, Aaron Gordon should is definitely better than Derek Jones Jr. in this? Like, and that and that he should have won. Or or was it more that Aaron Gordon should not have lost? Hmm, that's a good question. All right. So when I seen the dunk that he did from the side of the backboard, like the spinning windmill one-hand dunk. That that was that was crazy. That was I was like, listen, this guy deserves to win. Period. That was nuts. Derek Jones did the same dunk four different times, four different ways. I get it. You know what I'm saying? It's cool to throw the, the ball under your leg and, and, and make something like that happen. But I definitely think that, you know, watching those last three or four dunks, I felt like Aaron Gordon won. You know what I'm saying? I mean, jumping over Taco in itself was just like, what? Look, I felt like, and, and you can argue about, you know, whether he cleared Taco or not, and he landed on his neck, whatever it is. Like, look, the fact of the matter Listen, is... Listen, he landed on his neck. That's still the, seven feet. <laughs> yeah, the, the fact of the matter is that dude jumped, like, up onto, over, whatever you want to say, a seven-foot-five dude. I, and I feel like it was really just Dwayne Wade. There, there was a little bit of home cooking for Derrick Jones Jr. right there with Dwayne oh, Wade on the score. Dwayne Wade, I mean, if you look at the... If you watch the replay of the moments right after those dunks. Dwayne Wade was literally, like, looking at the other judges' co- scores, trying to calculate in his head. They you know, all is, knew. This is, yep. Yeah, this is like everybody's... I mean, everybody has the, the same opinion about what Dwayne Wade did in the collusion. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's, you know... <laughs> I've seen your tweet where it's like, yeah, this All-Star game was great. Dwayne Wade gives it a nine. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> it's like, this is... It, there was definitely some type of home team we're going to bring it home to Miami type stuff going on I mean for real man because like think about it I think common said after the after the the judging that basically like yo we wanted to kind of send this home on a tie and like you you know like not like have Aaron Gordon lose and then everybody was like I don't know somebody didn't get the memo everybody knew it was Dwayne Wade that that screwed this up Right. But, I mean, he did say he said there was other people who gave nines as well. And he's not wrong. Yeah, there were. There were. You know, but, and, I mean, for him to give a nine, it was just like, D. Wade, what are you doing, fam? Like, come on. Look, here, here's another thing with these dunks, though. And, and this was, it, you know, so we talked about Aaron Gordon versus Zach Levine for the best dunk competition of all time. I feel like this. I, I want I want to give it a little bit more time before I say that it upstaged that. Because I'm not going to lie, I, I still think the dunks in the Levine and Gordon one were even better. 
Like, like yeah, like I said, Derek Jones did the same dunk three different times, three different ways. It was creative and it was cool, but it and just was. It didn't have that. It didn't have that it factor. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. It didn't have yeah. that. Ooh, I didn't see this before. You know what I'm saying? It was just and like, it, ooh, he got up really high. Yeah, exactly right. And he just like has unlimited bounce. Like there was the one, like the first one he did where he did the between the legs over the couple of people. That's like, dude, he was still going up when he dunked that. You know, yeah, like that yeah, was that yeah. was wild. The one where he jumped over the person off the backboard under the legs. It was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, he threw in an extra, he threw in an extra, you know, little little variable there. But it, it to me, it just didn't, it, like I said, it didn't really wow me. It was just like, ooh, like he could really jump really high. But yeah, what no, Aaron Gordon was doing, he was doing stuff that was creative, as well as Pat Connaughton. You know what I'm saying? Pat Connaughton, yeah. he, the, the whole dunk he did where he tapped it on the backboard and then dunked it after jumping over Giannis was amazing. That was dope. I, I kind of, I'm not going to lie, like, I kind of wonder what it would have been like if Pat Connaughton could have made it into, you know, made it another round. You know what I mean? I mean, because, they need to, they need to that, change that the whole line. They need to change the setup, period. I mean, that was interesting one, one round is just not it for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to see more from these people. But, but, you know, so one of the other points that I was thinking about, right, is, you know, you had, they, they did five, they did like a three-round dunk off or something like that. They did it five dunks in the finals yeah. or something like that. And they're just like throwing out 50 after 50 after 50. And I love that. But, like, you think about it, right, by the time they got to the last dunks, they were just like recycling, yeah, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. so, like, for example, Derrick Jones Jr. just did the Zach Levine dunk that won the dunk contest you know, a couple of years ago, and he didn't even do it as good as Zach Levine did. Nah, he didn't. You know what I mean? That's what I, that's what I mean by Aaron Gordon got robbed twice. <laughs> yeah. It's so, like, look, I, I, I get, you know, <sighs> see, that's the thing. I felt like at least a couple of years ago that Zach Levine won the dunk contest or, or like, that he deserved to be a winner, but that Aaron Gordon didn't deserve to lose. You know what I mean? Aaron Gordon won this year. Period. That's just what it comes down to. You know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. The Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, it, it, that could have been a tie. But in my opinion, Aaron Gordon won that one, and he won this one too. I mean, I, we're not I, even I, talking I about... This dude put the ball... He jumped over a person and lifted his legs up and put the ball yeah. under him, but between him and that person, and still dunked it. Look, like that that dunk right there, like that, that could be could be the greatest dunk competition. And that's what I'm saying. So how could we be talking about this guy doing possibly the greatest dunk in a dunk competition and still not winning? It's just ridiculous. In, in like, one of the final rounds. It's just, it's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Is there anything that you would change for the dunk contest moving forward? So I know people want it to be, like, there has to be one winner and we're going to go until until somebody, like, you know, figures it out. But it's like, I'm kind of like, dude, four dunks, like, is enough to me after that it it just doesn't it it wasn't quite as interesting right because Derek Jones Jr. went and recycled a Zach Levine dunk and then uh and then Aaron Gordon went for the taco fall thing which was interesting and unplanned but then when he does that and you don't and you don't reward the creativity and you don't reward the fact that he did more or less clear the guy, even if he landed on him. So what, man? Dude, we're talking about Taco Fall. The guy's like nine feet tall. The yeah. fact that he cleared him except for his what the the from the neck from the shoulders yeah. up, like, give me a break. Give me yeah, a break. But, but the other thing is, right, if you give out 50s when dudes are like jumping over you and putting a hand on you for a little boost up, 
right? And and it's like, but you don't penalize him for that. How are you going to penalize Aaron Gordon for that? I think that 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 was not a forty-seven. Like that was that dunk was not a forty-seven. He should have won on that dunk. And I mean, that kind of is what it is. But but even if you go back right to the dunk he did before that was essentially he just did a dunk that Jones Jr. did just before that. You know what I mean? So it's like you run out yeah, of no, creativity. You're not, you're not wrong at all. Yeah, you run out of creativity towards the end. And, and look, if you're going to, like, I, I feel like it's not wrong to have a tie. I feel like it's not wrong to have a tie. And, and it, no, and they could they could have they could have made the tie. And it, and it, they and definitely could have made the tie happen. Yeah. Now, now with all that being said, let's get to the to the main event, the NBA All Star Game, which took place last night. It was an amazing game. Whole new format. You know what I'm saying? Each team had a charity that they was going to be donating money to each round. The first three rounds were, you know, the score was reset at the beginning of each quarter. So it's like you're playing three individual games and then you're going up to the fourth quarter where they add an additional 24 points to the final score in order to win the game. Yeah. So with no time. There's no time limit. Right. There's no 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 quarter clock. Yeah. So and last so night, like, the yeah, number... so last night, right, going into the fourth quarter, Team Giannis was winning the game. So they, they were the team that scored the most points up until that point. Then you add 24 points to that, and it's 157 becomes the target score, which makes yep. it even crazier that Team LeBron, which was down, I think, 13 coming nine. into the fourth quarter. They was down nine. They were down nine coming in. So they came into the quarter down nine and still won. So they had to score 33 points to get the win. And they did. And they won on a free throw, which is probably the only flaw of the yeah. All-Star game that I will yeah. say. Like, Agreed. you can't win on a free throw. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to see that last winner-take-all type shot. You know what I'm saying? Even though Anthony Davis post-game said he tried to make it interesting by missing the first one. It's like, all right, whatever. But let's talk about the actual game. For sure. Where, I mean, I'm seeing, I'm seeing charges. I'm seeing players argue calls. I'm seeing, I mean, competitiveness at a level we haven't seen in a long time in the All Star game. No, that was a re- that was like a real NBA game. Like, like that's what that's what a, like a serious NBA pickup game would look like, right? Like you got, and, and you know what was wild too, right? Is that Team LeBron comes in down in the fourth quarter and the starters aren't in yet. But, you know, for Team Giannis, like, they had the starters in for most of the time. Like, Giannis and stuff like that, like, they were out there. And then you just saw the whole squad for Team LeBron, once they saw Chris Paul keeping them in the game with those threes, the whole squad gets up off the bench, and it's just like, yep, we're going to win this. You know what I mean? Oh, man. I mean, well, let's talk about Chris Paul catching alley-oops. That was crazy. It's that plant-based diet, man. You know, you got to eat right. I mean, Chris Paul. It's literally the only time he's ever caught an alley-oop in his NBA career. We're talking like all-star game. Yes, all-star game, regular season playoffs ever. And and, and it did it this time at 35. One thing that was kind of dope was seeing Chris Paul have the game that he had. Because like I've been saying, man, you know, people – was kind of writing him off at the top of the year with the whole yeah. OKC situation. Sure. And, you know, that team is right in the playoffs. Chris Paul's an all-star. Yeah. He had 23 points. The man hit six three-pointers last night. Like, you've got to be kidding me. No, he had seven three-pointers last night. And he's balling, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm really happy for Chris Paul in the game that he had in the all-star game. I think it was a real good – and, I mean, not – 
never mind the fact that he's the reason why the format changed. He's the one that brought the yeah. format change to Adam Silva and convinced him to make that that switch. And and then for him to go out and have the game that he had in the season that he's having, considering that everybody wrote him off at the beginning of the year, is just amazing. And I'm very I'm very happy for him. Yeah. And, and you know what, man, like people talk about this, like, you know, fixing the all star game and, and really everybody has such a positive reaction to it. Even people Did you see Teddy Bruschi from the New England Patriots, who's a retired football player, tweeted the NBA yep. and said, hey, can you fix the Pro Bowl? <laughs> yep. Pro Bowl is its own thing because it's football and nobody's out there trying to get hurt in Hawaii, like on, on your week off and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't I don't know if there's any fix in that game. Honestly, they might have to get rid of it. No, they do got to get rid of it. You know, with, man, at the end there, like that was real basketball. That that chase down block by Giannis on LeBron. Like, Amazing. Okay. Personally, I, I think that maybe it was so close that you could have gone either way with that. You could have just chosen not to overturn it. Because it was it was that close, but I, I'll tell you what, man, that was just that was unbelievable. I like, mean, the defense that LeBron and Giannis were playing on each other at the end of the game yeah. was just good. It was like what people yeah. came to see. And how about yeah, this? How about this? Exactly. Because Gian, Giannis, Giannis sent Bron one time. Bron stripped Giannis and made him turn it over. Like, yeah, that that is exactly what fans want. We owe Kyle Lowry and Rudy Gobert an apology. Yeah, we do. Actually, you know what? No, I'm saving Kyle Lowry's, you know, because because he because he's out there like throwing himself around all over the place and he committed the game losing foul. Nah, nah. He I, I think that he added something. I you mean, know, I did. mean, look at he did. He took some of the most. The guy got three charges or something like that last night. Like, yeah. what are we talking about? Rudy Gobert put up 21 <laughs> and 11. Rudy, Go, Rudy Gobert, <laughs> low key, like could if, if Team Giannis had won. There's a decent chance he could have been the MVP of that game. Now he definitely and if he had been. been oh my goodness! If he had been the MVP, like yes, you know we we could have we could have dedicated this whole episode to Rudy Gobert in admission of our guilt, you know, for for our insolence yeah. and calling yeah, yeah, him yeah. We, we we definitely talked a lot of trash about him and Kyle Lowry, but I mean overall, the All Star Game was a success. I'm really looking forward to getting back into the NBA season. I really do feel like a lot of players are going to come out of this all-star game with a lot more to prove, you know what I'm saying? Like, and just in terms of them as individual players, you know what I'm saying? Because they want, I think that they want to be there next year. You know what I'm saying? These, these players that were involved in it this year, like, listen, this was fun. I got to be there next year. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, again, the experience is always like this for, you know, for the young players. Like when you, when you see that experience and you get a chance to play with LeBron and Giannis and all these great, you know, top of the line stars and you're not there yet. Like, yeah, you kind of want to be a part of that. You want to keep being a part of it. You want to be that guy. That's a, a 16, 17 time all-star like LeBron James is by the way, real quick. Can we talk about how dope that was with commons introductions? You know, where, where he, where he rapped, he, he, he came up with a rhyme for everybody's name. I mean, I wouldn't expect them. anything less from Common. You know what I'm saying? That's what you expect. I'm into hip-hop a lot, so I, I wouldn't expect anything less from Common. I mean, Chicago as a whole city was great. All of the different performances that they had was great. I, I think that it definitely brought that 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 special feeling to the NBA. I mean, the fact that it's like where Jordan played and all the memories Jordan has given in the in the in the history of the All-Star game and then all the Kobe Bryant tributes and stuff like that. And never mind just the, I'm not from Chicago. You've been in Chicago, you know what I'm saying? You could speak to this more than me. 
Yeah, you know what, man? Like, you know, so I grew up, what, 30 minutes outside of Chicago. I spent a ton of time in Chicago as a kid. I went to school in Chicago. It's just like, that. that's that's like my home, man. Like, it, it really is. And, and I would love to go back there. I, I do want to go back and live there, you know, even if it's just for a little while. And, you know, it gets such a bad rap, you know, for people who, who aren't from there. And all they hear about is, you know, all oh, the murder rates in Chicago and, you know, don't Chicago or you'll die. And, you know, you'll get shot and, you know, some, some goofy stuff like that. Right. To me, personally, Chicago is the best city in America. Like it's it's big, but it's not too big. It's cleaner than New York. You know, it doesn't have that. It doesn't smell like piss, you know, because I feel like New York totally stinks. But you know what? It, it's like to me, I just I love it. And I think that everybody got to see the best of Chicago, even even when the weather in Chicago is horrible. Right. You know, because it's like 10 degrees over there and everybody's like over there freezing their ass off. But as a host city and and really the way that they presented this all-star game and embracing in particular embracing the blackness that is the NBA that makes the NBA what it is right because it was because it was common it was you know the NBA all-star game it was Kobe it was you know the 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 girl who originated the renegade dance doing the renegade dance out on the court in front of everybody like it was it was real you know, and, and I think that that's one thing that I could always appreciate about Chicago is that Chicago keeps it real. Yeah, I'm looking forward to next year's NBA All-Star Game and where it's going to be at and to see if they can keep up this tradition of making the All-Star Game actually fun and competitive like they did this year. You know what I'm saying? Uh, with that being said, let's wrap up this All-Star recap, man. I'm your boy, Keys. I'm your boy, Kyrie. Thanks again, always, for listening. We got more stuff coming for you guys this week and the following weeks as the NBA schedule gets back into it. Again, check us out on I Think I Know Basketball on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Hit us up and listen to us on the Anchor FM app, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Peace out. Yes.